up, East High? Hey, 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 guys. Hi. Hey. What's up? Wildcat Minute back with another minute of High School Musical. Wildcat Minute in the house. Oh, that was, that was, that was a lot. Uh, we're the amateur nerds, and I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And what is this show, Condra? What do we do? We talk about High School Musical one minute at a time, which I already said. I thought, I thought we skipped it. No. I don't know why. You- All right. I'll just edit it out. No, I'm editing this. You'll just edit it out. Anyway, or at this point, or it's I funny won't. enough. <laughs> anyway, um, what is this? What is this episode then? This is Minute 66, which Ooh, starts the Devil's at- Minute. It's not the Devil's Minute. <laughs> That's 666. What happens in this minute, Condra? This minute starts with Troy saying, listen, which you need to do too. <laughs> And ends with Troy picking up a basketball. Yeah. We had a, such a tight minute last last episode, and now we're just off the rails. I think it's because we've been recording for too long. Oh, no. <laughs> recording for too long. Emotionally. Like today? Like this session? Or no, just... I think we've we've hit it. We've hit we've our... Hit it. We need to have a guest on to rein us in. We need to have another person on <laughs> to rein us in. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so... We get Troy just, like, coming up to talk to Gabrielle, like, in his good mood. He's like, yeah. He's like, hey, I wanted to talk to you. I had a question. Something and, I want to talk to you about. And Gabrielle is like, no. We're done. It's over. I don't want to do the callbacks either. <laughs> and Gabrielle's he's like, like, it's over. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she's like, Troy, look. I know what it's like to carry a load with your friends. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I wrote the same thing down. I was like, carry a load with your friends. Does it mean like she has like back when she was on her her smart people teams? Did she have to like carry the team? And that's what Troy has to do. So he has to he has to be like, oh, I'm so good. And I'm here for you all. In the same way she was like, I'm the smartest person and I need to show up or my team will lose kind of thing. So is yeah. that, do we think that maybe that? Maybe. Maybe that's like, it's literally like, or not literally, but like more accurate to the expression, like carrying a load on your back. Maybe it's, I, I don't know, if I, I if I was Troy, I would have said the same like, what, wait, what does that mean? Like, like <laughs> the scene in um, Infinity War when Star-Lord is like, don't call us plucky. We don't know what it means. <laughs> But Gabrielle is like, you've got your boys, Troy. I also wrote down that <laughs> line. <laughs> um, again, we are validated and affirmed in calling the basketball boys the basketball boys. Yeah, Troy and the basketball boys. That I, that should have been on the poster from last minute. <laughs> yes. Troy and the basketball boys. It's like their pop album. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're, they're actually dropping a pretty cool album soon. So keep an a eye mixtape, out. mixtape, as it were. I guess mixtapes were still kind of a thing in 2004, 2005. I guess it would have been a mix CD, though. You can still drop a mixtape, even though we don't use tape technology anymore. That's like a, it's still like a phrase people use. Okay, well. So basically, Gabriella's going through this whole thing like, yeah, like, we don't have to do the auditions. Like, I'm not into it. You're not into it. So whatever, fine. Not even that passive aggressive. She's like, she's very yeah. She just is dismissive, and I, I wrote down there's a lot of assuming going on here. Yeah, Troy doesn't get to finish a single sentence. Yeah, and before they were finishing each other's sandwiches, and now they're not. I wish you could tell me why. So yeah, you're right because it's this classic 
uh, like rom com. Like it's something you don't. Why like. don't you just? Why don't you just say the thing that you're like you're walking around, you're talking around. Just say what happened, and then you can talk about the problem instead of just being all uh passive aggressive. Not not literally passive aggressive because she's more just demure in this, but just like address the problem so we don't have to have whatever this thing is where we have a conflict and everyone feels bad. I made a lot of hand motions the audience couldn't see. Yeah, you were like, (laughs) not to stereotype Italian people, but you could have rivaled like an Italian argument there. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your parents argue. They're amateurs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's... In in a couple of weeks, I will make an appearance on uh, Karate Kid Minute. I've already recorded it, but in a couple of weeks, I will will be making a a Karate Kid Minute appearance when the episodes release. And um, they have a thing where you you like quote the movie, except I would just quote um, my Ralph Vin- Macchio quotes from my cousin Vinny <laughs> instead of the Karate Kid. <laughs> you just like going on other shows and causing chaos. Yeah, I I am an agent of chaos. Well, it's when I'm here, I gotta rein it in, Condra. When I'm here, I'm cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, yeah, you quote unquote <laughs> rein it in. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> Troy and Gabriella, well, Gabriella just doesn't let Troy finish a single sentence, which if I was trying to be like, can I at least finish my sentence, please? Like, yeah. And like, try and correct her in the minute. I don't know, though. I'm thinking like, high school me, and even somewhat today me, I might not have confronted in the moment. I'd have been really confused and been like, what were they talking about? Because I would have already practiced the conversation about a bazillion times in my head beforehand. (laughs) And the second it goes off script, I panic and freeze. So I could definitely see there being an issue with, okay, prepping myself, going over. Although I don't think Troy, like, does that. It just doesn't seem like he's the kind of person. He just goes into places and he's like, things are going to work out for me. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but white wh- white boy um, <laughs> privilege no, you're right. there. You're right. No, so, you're right. Yeah. Well, he's 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 Troy Bolton. He's like handsome king of the school. Like yeah. he doesn't have any worries. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that he doesn't really think that anyone sees the real him. They see a a facade and uh, the, the whole toxic masculinity thing that actually is a problem. But anyway, in general, he doesn't have to worry about things. Yeah, and Gabriella just basically is shut, like shuts him down, and it's like I found my team now. Like this was a turn of a dime. Like in the course of a song, she goes from "I'm not interested in being on this team" to "I'm now on part of the Scholastic Decathlon." Well, she's kind of she's fronting in a way, like yeah. You do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. And she almost has to, like, back it up, like, wait, now I actually have to join, otherwise it's going to look bad. Bugger, yeah. You you talked about Zac Efron, or at least Troy's reaction, and I think we can see it in Zac Efron's acting, that he, like, because we see his face going through the, like, the, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. what? what are you, like, what are you saying? Like, I thought we were going to do this, and now you're saying you're not, like, you can see the confusion and disappointment in his eyes um, in a much better way than you can see um, the emotions going on in Vanessa Hudgens' eyes. Well, I think she's trying to mask her emotions. She's hurt right now, and she's trying to come off strong and independent, TM. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't, it's like that concept of, like, big girls don't cry kind of thing. I, I, I still think it's 
she gives a pretty one note performance throughout this whole scene. It's kind of like it, there's no fluctuation. There's no like beats. There's nothing to really look into. Like with Troy, there's nuance. With her, there's just like, yeah. Man, you're just dropping spicy take after spicy take. Um, he, Here's my spicy take. Although although we did just address it with the idea that she's fronting. Gabrielle is like, you have your team, I have mine. So I'll I'll join uh, Scholastic Tathon. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to fall into the bubble. Like, just because you and Troy aren't together, like, that can, you can, like, you can just call it there. You don't literally have to, like, go join in some other team. I know, like, stick to the status quo rules. That's kind of, like, what she's doing, but yeah, she's, it's still, like... <laughs> well, she can't be part of Drama Club if she's not with Troy. Like, she's not yeah. welcomed there, and she has been made the offer. It is kind of weird because she was so, like, I want to take a semester off and get used to the school and kind yeah. of stuff. But maybe it's some guilt or pressure too, like she's being peer pressured into it from Taylor and the gang that like basically confronted her in the last scene or two scenes ago now, just before the song. Yeah. And then she says something like, it's where we belong, which is kind of like the the clincher line. Although slightly after that, she said, or Troy says, but I, and she says, me neither. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) I think she- I think she's all like trying to stop the conversation mostly because she doesn't want to change. She doesn't want to get hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to get hurt again or like have her mind changed. She's like, this is what I'm going with, even if I'm not happy about it. And that's it. Yeah. And then she takes the music out of her locker, gives it to Troy, and says, the flattest go wild cats ever. There is. Go Wildcats. Yeah, she's. it's definitely like a sad Go Wildcats, but like not too mm, sad. Go Wildcats. Yeah. Oh, kind of. You know what I realized? I was listening to some other podcasts. We don't do characters. Like, like we don't do voices. We, we're yeah. just always ourselves. Because I don't do voices. Like, like, no, they don't have to be impressions, but like, like, any, like any sort of character. Because like, we're not those... That's not this kind of. Sh- I, I feel like that wouldn't fit in. I know, I know. It's it's fine. I was just like, like, I was like, oh yeah, other shows like they had like their, their comedic style is they like they do characters like, and it's the same thing with like comedy too. Like John Mulaney and Jim Gaffigan are funny because they have like these funny voices that they do for like people in a conversation, but like other comedians don't like they just tell the story from their own voice the whole time. Like it's it's okay. There's different ways to be funny, but I just realized that like. That's often a thing in podcasts that we don't really do. Yeah, I get. I, I don't know. I I don't think I, ex- I unless I'm intentionally listening to a, like a fiction podcast that has characters. I feel like I don't experience that that much. I also think like we we're accidentally funny. Like if people find us funny, like that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to dig at us, but like. I don't try to be funny. If I say funny things, it's mostly because, like, it comes out wrong, mostly. But <laughs> I always, like, so I have had a few friends listen to episodes in the past, and they're like, I just like that it sounds like I'm listening in on a conversation you and your brother are having. And <laughs> it's just amusing, and you guys, like, are very quick-witted and that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. I don't think we necessarily, like... We're in- I'll take quick-witted. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, 
funny comes out of some like sometimes we have funny bits but i don't think like overall we're necessarily funny i wouldn't say that for a lot of movies by minutes like anyone i've listened to really because that's kind of not this the the gig yeah i mean the the nature of a movies by minute show is that it is so absurd to be doing this type of analysis that you're going to fall into like funny things based on like where the minutes cut or like the super close of analysis, super close analysis of something so small that you wouldn't normally be able to look at it. And it's it's comedic in nature, but not necessarily like it, it doesn't fall into the film analysis or comedy like realm. It's kind of that mixed in between bag, which is where I like to be. That's kind of like my favorite type of thing. And I think absurdity as a humor like genre is one that you could classify the movies by minute. Like, <laughs> it is absurd to, for some, like, we're talking about. Oh, this is certainly an absurd <laughs> podcast. We're talking about the 2006 television film High School Musical. Almost adding to the absurdity is that we do this for no reason. <laughs> they're, they're, we like to talk to each other yeah. and put it online. Like, yeah. There is no benefit to this. No. I was talking to someone about this recently uh, that they were like, oh, well, when are you like, do you have any motivation like behind doing this? And we're like, well, it's just a hobby. If it becomes not fun anymore, we'll stop. Like it's in the name. Yeah, it's amateur nerds. Like (laughs) we are not getting paid for this. (laughs) We just happen to do it. Yeah. You know who I miss? Who? Miss Darbus. We haven't seen her in a while, but do you know who we see in this minute, Tyler? We do see Jack Bolton. We do see your boy Jack. But I, when was the last time we saw Darbus? That was like, stick to the status quo, like when she comes in at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, so. And that's like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just, yeah, I deleted those recordings today from our, yeah. our Google Drive. So, li- like literally 20 minutes ago, we haven't seen Ms. Darbus. Like, she... Or, like, we've seen, like, snippets of Kelsey, but there's, like, this whole other side of the film that we haven't really had for a long time. Like, even Ryan and Sharpay, we've had a little bit of, but not much of their characters. Well, we have had, I mean, it's still, the musical is underlying all of this. It's coming up all the time. Like, we just had a big dramatic sequence where Troy was like, I won't be in the musical yeah. So it's not that the musical is not present. And I think that's too. We have this like concept of the big six. And it's really the big the, sick with Kamel Nanjiani no. and Emily V. Gordon. Six. S-I-X. Six. Oh, OK. Like the number. Like like they're all really sick with the flu. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't try to do jokes. <laughs> You don't, because they don't come out good. <laughs> Jokes are funny, Tyler. Ah, <laughs> uh, dad humor. Uh, help me, people. No. <laughs> we'll do it till it's not fun anymore. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry so we have our concept of the big six characters but really it is the big two like it is gabrielle and troy it's not chad and taylor and sharpay and ryan like yeah they're and they're ancillary characters at the end of the day especially i would say chad and taylor like 
Sharpay and Ryan probably get more screen time than Chad and Taylor. Oh, definitely Taylor. Because they happen to have the musical number. Yeah. And they're slightly antagonistic. Like, it, they're not so much the antagonist as, like, peer pressure and society. <laughs> <laughs> society. I hate society. The worst. Did you know we live in a society? Whoa. Did you I, know did you I, know society was a social contract? Oh man. <laughs> you you're telling me? <laughs> Speaking of things that don't exist. Time? We cut we cut to Troy outside at outdoor basketball practice. Yeah. Oh my god, they're all in like <laughs> tracksuits and like sweats kind of thing and they're shooting hoops in a in an outdoor court. Yeah. You know, it would make sense because they're like right next to the track and at, at the end, like at the end of the, like this little scene, it seems like Troy's going to go run a lap. It would make sense if they were having like a like a track practice, like we're just going to do some conditioning and endurance today. But then they wouldn't have a bunch of basketballs and be right next to a hoop outside. They'd just be at the track. Well, it could be like, yeah, there's conditioning that's going to happen at this. And honestly, I was thinking like it could be like gym class. We never know. That's the thing. (laughs) We've asked if it's gym class so many times. (laughs) But it could be something like gym class where they're in like, like everyone seems to be even like background people seem to be in these like gray sweats kind of thing. And it could be like, kind of like a free day. Those don't happen very often. But they're like, oh, here are some (laughs) activities and you get to pick what you want to do. And obviously all the basketball boys are going to go play basketball. Yeah, but Troy basically walks up and Chad's like, hey, it's the captain. And he tries to hand him a ball. Troy's like, no, I'm sad. That, that That's my character voice is sad Troy. No, I'm sad. And then he just like goes for a jog. Yeah, he he realizes, honestly, like kudos to Troy for realizing so quickly, like something happened. Like that conversation with his teammates, like something happened between that and Gabriella, like. He doesn't know what. I like the idea of him being like, we broke up. It's like, you guys, you guys weren't to like, it's been a day. Like you weren't together. It's been more than a day, Tyler. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like two days. It's been like a week. Come on. Uh, a week. Oh, man. Hey, in teenage years, that's forever. <laughs> in teenage years, in teenage years, a week is forever. <laughs> yeah, because you live in the moment. <laughs> And then we cut away from that. We cut to Jack Bolton kind of opening his back door uh, and looking out at his son, Troy, in the back slash side slash whatever yard. Yeah. And he's shooting some hoops. But he's missing. He missed. Troy missed. Which obviously that's, that's not like means. Him. He makes shots. Yeah. Which obviously means Troy is upset. Can you think of any other like film language things where it's like you make a basketball shot? That means you're good. You you miss a basketball shot, it means like things aren't going well. Any like simple actions that are like I'm thinking like, you know, when I when a character pours pours some milk into their cereal, but their milk is sour, so it's all like gloopy. Mm. Like oh like, oh man, this things aren't going great for this guy. Yeah. Or like they trip like kind of like the Kelsey thing, they trip and fall and everything flies everywhere. Yeah. Or like you're like hailing a cab, and then someone and takes the, the cab, spl- or the 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 splash, the puddle, the the car. Oh, drives you get by splashed and- by a puddle as you're walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. you're like, oh man, things aren't going great for this guy. Yeah, I never watched Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. It was a movie about like how there's like an announcer, and he's like living a life, but it's like 
it's being narrated by a narrator at the same time, but he can hear the narrator. So he's like, what's going on? Uh, I never watched it, but I always thought that would be an interesting like fourth wall breaky movie that it probably has a bunch of stuff like that. in it. Yeah, I feel like Evan Almighty or um, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty has some that like the giant wave, the Niagara Fall wave. <laughs> yeah. Even like, oh, what is that? The, the cloud over like the cloud just starts pouring on that. Is it Charlie Brown? It must be like it's a comic where like <laughs> they're just standing there and it's like just raining over them. Yeah, cloud follows you around. Yeah. yeah. Does it it doesn't you don't get sad when it rains. It rains because you're sad. <gasps> Men in Black 2. Men in Black 2. <laughs> Rosario Dawson. That was such a nice surprise to see her in in Mandalorian in the, in the Star Wars. In the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, they just they just announced an uh, Ahsoka Tana show. Yeah. Which is weird because I I feel like I don't know. I liked seeing uh, Ahsoka Tano in an episode, but they didn't actually like do it like that episode wasn't really about anything. They were just they just kind of showed up and saw her and like, hey, live action Ahsoka. And then you're like, OK, bye. Yeah, I I like honestly, it confused me the first probably 10 minutes of seeing her on screen because I kept thinking it was. um <sighs> Shock tea. No, um, Lady Nara Unduli. Uh, the, the lady who plays uh uhura in star trek oh and why am i blanking on her name also she plays oh zoe saldana yeah and i'm like she's an avatar she's way too famous for this well no that was why i was like there's no way it's her but it looked kind of like her and then when i realized it was rosario dawson i was like oh yeah they kind of look alike that makes sense why i thought it was her yeah Condra, i i love i love chatting but we gotta we gotta do our 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 special was technically not a decom of the week not segment a this week. Of the week. We've got to move. We've got to move on to our next little segment. Hold, hold on. Do we have anything else about so so Troy misses a shot and then picks picks up the next ball? Yeah, and that's kind of where the minute ends. Jack hasn't said anything yet. He's just looking out at his son who, and he has kind of a concerned face. He's got a concerned dad face on him. Like, well, he yeah, because he missed a shot and he wants him to make shots, not miss. Only losers miss shots. Only losers miss shots. <laughs> Winners make 100% of shots, Condra. I'm not a winner, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Tyler, do you want to explain what chaos is coming to this show over the next couple weeks? Yeah. Um, now, I won't say that we're getting sick of talking about High School Musical, because we're not. But we thought we'd spice things up. And in the realm of High School Musical... I recently heard about these movies starring Vanessa Hudgens called The Princess Switch. Uh, These are Netflix original movies about Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, we don't really know. This this is what we're going to do. We're going to guess what they're about here. But so there's um, there's two of them. There's The Princess Switch. And then there's a sequel. I I don't I don't even remember. I think I think it's called The Princess Switch again or like something like that. Part two. There's two of them. And they start Vanessa Hudgens and they're like Christmas movies, too, I think, because it's like the holiday season. So we figured for next week on December 22nd and 24th, instead of covering the next two minutes of High School Musical, we are going to cover, respectively, The Princess Switch and The the Princess Switch Part 2, The Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Too fast, too furious. (laughs) (laughs) So in this episode, instead of our decom of the week, we are going to in anticipation of these films, which star Vanessa Hudgens, who is also, of course, in 
our movie here, High School Musical. We are going to guess what these movies are about in the style of our Decom of the Week, but we won't get the answers. We won't read the Wikipedia summary or anything. We're going we'll just blind, leave people. It, we'll leave it blank, and then we'll watch the movies and report back to you what we have found. Yes. Yeah, Tyler so, came up with this idea, and I was like, why not? Let's take a little holiday <laughs> break and, and watch an even yeah. worse movie, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, yeah. we're suffering, so you don't have to. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, yeah. And it's on Netflix. It's not like we're going out of our way like to buy it or anything. And who knows? Maybe we'll like it. <laughs> maybe this will be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Maybe we'll have, Condra- to, we'll have to switch and start covering that minute by minute. A, a princess switch? <laughs> so, Condra, I happened to have read an article about, a, a comedic article about these movies. And I know for a fact that the first movie is just a regular princess switch. But in the second movie, there happened to be three Vanessa Hudgens. What? So in the first movie, there's two Vanessa Hudgens. And in the second movie, there's three Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, my God. Um, that is that is that is the switching going on. I know. In case you didn't know. I, I know nothing. You were the one. I think I saw like Netflix. Had, I saw Vanessa Hudgens' face on Netflix when I was scrolling through one day. So Princess Switch 1. Princess. A story about two Vanessa Hudgenses. What what do you, what do you think I, this is about? I think this is your classic Prince and the Popper. As far as I know, yes. So let's let's kind of so let's do the details. Dive this out. But it's Hallmark Princess and the Popper. Well, it's not officially Hallmark, but this is Hallmark movie quality. Yeah. TV TV lifetime Hallmark movie quality Christmas, so like it, like the, doubling down on yeah, it. Yeah. So we're like obnoxious no offense if you like these kinds of movies they're just not my jam yeah so i I may say some things that you're like that's really rude i don't mean (laughs) it i just don't like them it's i think it's okay to condescend to these types of cheaply made pathos driven films (laughs) so i think we've got princess vanessa hudgens yeah as the world should be and then yes, what 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 is she a princess of? She's princess of small rich country in like the Luxembourg, Belgium kind of area of Europe. We're so we're in we're in Genovia territory in Genovia. where it's a made up country. Yes. Yeah, we're in Genovia, but not Genovia. So it's kind of idyllic. Um, I'm also okay. Like- I'm going to preface this too. I'm going to take some of my um christmas princess cues from um the jenny nicholson analysis about the christmas prince oh the christmas prince okay yeah which i have also never seen those but i've seen a very funny analysis video of them so yes okay but it's yeah it's good good knowledge basis because i don't think i've ever seen any like lifetime like literally any of those mom was watching one the other day with um mario lopez from saved by the bell it was called Felice Navi Dad, and it it was so bad. And um, well, don't they have the KFC one coming up? I saw I that. I saw that on Twitter. Melissa Joan Hart was in that one, but like for five seconds, and I was like, "What is what is going on here?" <laughs> I mean, that's what we're working with. So we have, I mean, th- this one literally, like we have Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens. Like they they're not going. No, <laughs> they're going in one direction, and they're sticking to it. Yeah. So so we have Princess of Made Up Country. Who she's like nice. But maybe she's not like 
she's seen as perfect, but maybe she's not. Yeah. What's her situation? Does she have like a mom and a dad who are the king and queen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think this is pretty like standard. Like, so Prince and the Popper, if we want to go that route, like you've got your kind of spoiled rich boy. I'm using masculine because the original story was Prince and the Popper. So male. You've got your little rich boy who's like, I don't want to do this anymore and runs away and comes across this poor boy that looks identical to him. He's like, yo, we look the same. Let's switch. And you can be me and I'll be you. And he's a poor boy, empty as a pocket. Yeah. And the poor boy's like, yeah, this will be great. I'll be able to eat. And (laughs) well, so it was like. I think no, I get it. There's like this Mark Twain version of. I don't know if Mark Twain original. Uh, Mark Twain, I'm sure, did not originally write it, but there's a very famous version that like Mark Twain wrote. So yeah, and he's like, "Cool, I'll be able to eat and not get beaten, and like that kind of stuff." So he's like, "Yeah, I'll switch with you and be the prince for a while." And the prince is like, start like gets beaten and like realizes this is a really hard life, but at the same time, the the pauper is like. Oh, I have to sit in these boring meetings and like do all this stuff. I don't even know what they're saying. I can't read like <laughs> that kind of stuff. And they they like come together and like, man, neither of us are really happy, but maybe we can still be friends and like just like enjoy our, each other's camaraderie because they realize that they still need to be themselves, but they just can have a friend too. It it is in a way the original story seems like one of those that's, that's actually reinforcing class standards. Definitely, it's like even though it's about trying to switch them, it's really about well, the rich people should do the rich things and the poor people should do the poor things, and that's how it should be. Yeah, like uh, city mouse, country mouse too. Yeah. So we've got Princess Vanessa Hudgens, who. But but yeah, I think what we were trying to go with is it doesn't seem like it's going to be that. It's going to seem a little bit more. Different. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Prince- Princess Vanessa Hudgens is like pretty smart, but she also wants to like travel and see the world and like explore and adventure and like live life. Yeah, for sure. But she's like stuck in this stuffy role. Is she next in line for the throne or does she have like an older brother or like a... What do you think? I was thinking she is next in line. Which puts even more um, pressure on her. I mean, I mean, you could, you could have the thing where like... She- you could even have like an arranged marriage plot where it's like you're gonna marry that's the second this, one this duke. All right, so we're saving it for the Save second it one for the second one. Um, okay, okay. So, well, because what I was gonna say is, if she wanted to marry, like, if she didn't want to marry the duke, she's like, no, I want to go find real love. But then it's like, well, no, nah, I'm gonna track this the same way. So, like, Christmas Prince, but then- they get married in the second one. Prince's Diaries, there's marriage in the second one. I'm going but, with marriage in the but, second one. But then, but then. Baker Vanessa Hudgens could come and then she d- actually does like the the Duke. She, uh, she realizes that he's actually a nice guy, but the other princess doesn't see that side. The princess doesn't see that side of him. Because in the next one, we have to have a third Vanessa Hudgens. So like that's that's what's going on in the, in the next one. So I was thinking not Baker Vanessa Hudgens, but journalist Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. I mean, these are the two jobs that women have in film. Yeah. Or fashion designer. That can be one, too. What <laughs> yeah. if she's a fashion journalist? Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say fashion designer often overlaps with journalist. <laughs> what, what other jobs can women have in movies? Um, mother. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, what's um, what's Drew Barrymore in Fever Pitch? She's like a she's like an uptight office lady. Yeah, yeah. it's un- unspecific. Um, so I guess there's that. Or waitress. I guess there's that. Or waitress. Yeah. Well, that means you're like down on your luck. Yeah. So is is our is our Vanette? How, well, how how do- down on our luck is our journalist Vanette, Vanessa Hudgens? Well, I mean. I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is down on her luck. I think she's like still classy enough because she still has to like switch roles with the princess. Or, okay. Or, oh, had an idea. Wait, wait, wait. There are two Princess Vanessa Hudgens who have never seen each other before. They live in like. Wait, are they secret twins? Secret twins! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're secret twins. I think one of them's a journalist baker and one of them's but a princess. I love this idea. Can, so the second one have secret it's not, twins? It's never secret twins, Condra. Except the parent trap. Except when it is. I like secret twins. Can the second one have secret twins then? That's how we get the third one in. The princess discovers she has a long lost twin sister. That's what I want. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, and the, well, yeah, and then it's like Sherlock Holmes' sister, where it's like, actually, I'm smarter and better and eviler than you. I'm gonna take over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. That's the second one. Th- that's later. Later. So you need to finish up the second one. First one. And I still think we should do the love, the love plot. <sighs> I. Okay, because here's the thing. Regardless of if there's okay, regardless of the, if there's a duke that was supposed to marry the princess, the print the princess when she switches with baker journalist fashion designer Vanessa Hudgens, she is definitely falling in love with a regular Joe. Yeah, who's like kind of pines for And when he- I say regular Joe, I'm saying he's played by <laughs> Joe Manganello. <laughs> I don't I don't Joe Manganello. Is he in Pee-wee? Pee-wee's yeah, holiday? he's in he he's in Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Okay, so okay, so I and, do know who um, you're talking about. Okay, and Magic Mike. He's probably too old for Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, but <laughs> I just wanted to go for the joke. Also, he's probably too big of an actor to be in this movie. Right. Although barely, they might they might pull it off. Actually, Joe Manganiello is not too huge, but he's he's very large. He he would be too large to 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 be with Vanessa Hudgens in a movie. Like, just wouldn't make sense looking at them. So we have Vanessa Hudgens. So I'm thinking like maybe it's this like quirky assistant that journalist Vanessa Hudgens has that who's like, oh, she's so pretty and talented and smart and wonderful and like tries to be nice. But it's Joe Manganiello. So he's a himbo. (laughs) Sure. But there's two himbos. There's two pure himbos. Kronk and Joe Manganiello. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. I love Kronk <laughs> so much. <laughs> so Princess Vanessa Hudgen finds it really sweet that this guy is just so caring and kind and genuine that she's like, yes, I am developing feelings for him. Well, journalists pretending to be princess. But how do they meet? We'll get to that. Real quick, I want to say, I think it's kind of interesting because Princess Vanessa Hudgens doesn't realize that there's a power dynamic between her and her assistant because she's a princess so she's finally like oh finally someone i'm on equal ground with but there's actually an interesting contrast there because they're not actually on equal ground i think that makes for an interesting conflict not not in a creepy way yeah but like just a a social a social interesting thing there that actually sounds like it could be actually pretty interesting for a movie yeah how do they meet though is the question fashion show like a Um, christmas so the princess is making a special appearance at the fashion show and it's like whoa big deal like there's lots of security guards there and then 
journalist journalist Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens is backstage, like trying to get um, trying doing, to get a scoop on someone else, but someone yeah. like and everyone's like, "Princess, what are you doing?" And like they pull her to the 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 dressing room where the princess is, and the oh, did, and did she get put in the dress by accident? I don't think she does. I think like the princess is walking out, like I don't know fixing her curl or whatever in her hair. They they start doing journalist Vanessa Hudgens' hair, and then the real princess walks in and is like, wait, what? No, I think, so she goes into the empty room and, like, sees this dress all made up, and the princess walks out of, like, the bathroom, because it's a special suite in a hypothetical yeah. runway back, like, back area, yeah. and, like, sees this girl and's like, who are you? And so, like, she's getting <laughs> ready to get prepped up. Are you, are you me? Are, are, are we... Are how are you? <laughs> it's basically like when Lindsay Lohan is talking to Lindsay Lohan in the cabin after they've been disciplined in Parent Trap, and they're like, yeah. "That's so weird. My birthday's October fifteenth too." <laughs> it's like no, except they're not secret twins. Not- <laughs> I want them to be. All right, and so Princess Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with Joe Manganiello. Uh, journalist Vanessa Hudgens is learning that it's not it's not so easy bring a princess. Is that? Is that it? Yeah, because she's like, oh, you're such a spoiled rich girl, like, don't have to work hard for anything. And then she's like having to make like decisions about diplomacy. And she's like, oh, maybe you are super smart. Like, maybe she was trying to write a story about how like, all the princess cares about is fashion and like, clothes and stuff. And it's like, no, she's actually like, yeah, she's writing a story about royal fashion. And she's doing it from a very like critical, like, this is like the worst part of a monarchy like it's very shallow but then she realizes the depth that fashion has and the meaning and the the symbology of a royal family but not just the importance of it not yeah that symbology but also like that so like i'm not thinking like the british monarchy but like i'm thinking like literal monarchies that have have like power political power yeah so like she's like called into this meeting where like she's deciding whether to marry this duke or whatever for this political arrangement in like sealing to gain power and stuff and like it's like if not this like they're presenting all the options to her and like all of a sudden it clicks like oh crap i'm not qualified to talk about any of this but also there's like fun gadgets and like secret pockets in the clothes that she realizes are useful. Yeah, because she's like modernizing, like the princess is trying to like modernize the monarchy a little bit too. And like, but she has to kind of do well, it Like there's secretly. like a secret earpiece or something that she can like, she can like lean her head and like hear like little bits, like little bits of advice. Uh, so Princess Vanessa Hudgens is talking to journalist Vanessa Hudgens? No, no. The princess's clothes have little oh. gadgets in them. No. That are like a secret ass. No. <laughs> no. No. No, come on. No, because it's not a She's spy got- movie, Tyler. Tyler, this is a Hallmark it's, movie. I'm not saying that it's a spy movie. I'm saying like, that- like in order to help in like diplomatic situations, there's like a secret card like on the inside of her vest that says like the, the diplomat's wife's or husband's name and that like, like the prince, like the princess's fashion is also has functional uses and it's not just for look you have people following around like even in the business world you have people that follow around you like i'm thinking um what's her name claire devil wears prada there's a whole thing well um no in princess diaries the the lady i can't remember i don't know um okay (laughs) anyway that's that's princess switch one okay princess (laughs) you do princess switch two because we're running long 
Okay, so there's a secret twin of the princess. She was abandoned as a baby. They were like, we can only have one eldest child. We can't have, like, it's a dark past. Like, first movie. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about how the first movie was a Christmas movie. Oh. Um, well, there's some scenes at Christmas. There's like a Christmas fashion show. There's like a, it's like snowing. It's do like, they reveal that they're, they're, they're lookalikes doppelgangers um, at like the Christmas party? Yeah, sure. It's like, it's like, you, it's like you can tell that it's Christmas. Like you can tell that they tried to force in Christmas to add it. Another thing to this movie. Like, they'll be in- it, the, like the script was just bare bones and they were like, what if we make this Christmas? Then we can sell it. And they were like, yes, genius. Yeah, Like during the negotiation scene, there's like a Christmas tree in the background and like they drink hot chocolate <laughs> at one point. And like <laughs> the princess Vanessa Hudgens goes on the date with the assistant and they go ice skating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Golden. Okay. Great. Secret. The, the second one, they're like, okay, people don't actually like this. We can make it as campy and wild as we want. Upping the tension with secret twin orphan princess who wants to take back the throne. <laughs> yeah. So how does she introduce herself? So the the two Vanessa Hudgens from the first well, movie are friends finds, now. She finds journalist Vanessa Hudgens first. Yeah. And like starts she's, blackmailing. She switches with journalist Vanessa Hudgens. And then she, pretending to be journalist Vanessa Hudgens, she goes, <gasps> let's switch again. And then oh, Princess snap. Vanessa Hudgens is like, okay. Yeah. And then she snuck her way into the princess ship. Yeah. And like starts to break down like big negotiation talks over something serious. Is this one also a Christmas movie? I think so. It was just released a couple weeks ago. So like, yes. Okay. So maybe... I'm trying to th- Maybe she converts the country to another religion, and they're like, "No, <laughs> come on, this would be really funny." No. They're like, "No, we have to have Christmas," and everyone's like weirdly racist about it. No, <laughs> I'd like to hope that Vanessa Hudgens would not be like would not want to be in a movie like that. Well, no, you have to have the campy villain. Like- but she is the campy villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. So the evil princess, that's that's what makes her evil. Like, that's one of... Okay, but, okay so what about her is evil? Like, she wants to... She, I bet she wants what? to, like, steal money from something, like, to expose that the royal family is... act Like, she's felt like she's been wronged by her family and, like, wants she, and to she, frame them for something. And she has some valid points. Yeah. <laughs> she has some valid points. Like, you're, you, you guys are only a monarchy because you, like, stole the labor of, like, people and, like... The diamond, like the like the royal diamonds, are like blood diamonds, and all like this whole family is terrible, and and we we have to look past this to be like, no, we love our main character princess, like she's good, we like her, evil princess, bad, yeah, but I think that's what the the other princess, like pure princess, has been trying to do is like mo- in part of that but like she's, modernization, she's trying to she's trying to do it the right yeah. way. It's like Black Panther. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I do think Black Panther will become a model for the t- for a type of antagonist. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then journalist Vanessa Hudgens gets a love interest in this movie. It's a uh, well well she gets she gets like where did like cuz she gets like kidnapped in the in the first act by fake Vanessa Hudgens. So where does she end up? Hmm. It, like in a gulag that would be kind of fun if there's just like 
the main plot, and then just journalist Vanessa Hudgens is, has this like whole other plot. No, I bet she like I bet she's not actually taken somewhere that far away, and she like figures out a way to get out, but like has to very carefully leave messages for Princess Vanessa, like good Princess Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, I like the idea of at some point there's two princesses in like the royal area and they're like both doing something it's like it's like it's the opposite of like a restaurant scene in a in a hacky comedy where like the person's on two dates at once so they keep saying they're going to the bathroom so, so they can go to the other date it's the opposite of that where there's two people in one place at once and they're both pretending to be the princess but then someone's gonna be like who's this other person like that well, I know because be they keep like films. accidentally leaving the room and then the other one comes back well, i think it'd be funny like to go back to Kronk, that scene in Emperor's New Groove where they're in the kitchen and Isma and Cusco are <laughs> there's, yeah, there's just a revolving door. door. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll, that's all I was oh, saying. Okay. All right, and then Princess Vanessa Hudgens, real Princess Vanessa Hudgens, gets to spend time with her man, and she's realizing how much she really likes. Like the previous one was like she gets a taste of uh, regular life, but she realizes she she was meant to be a princess. Yeah. This one, she's like really being tempted by average Joe life. Mm-hmm. And then she has to get pulled back into it because things are going screwy. She's like, no, I need to go save the day. Yeah. And I think that's and that. And journalists like helps by reve- doing like the big reveal against like, maybe it wasn't the parents that wanted to get rid of the, the, the second child, but like an advisor who's like. An advisor. Yeah, like some evil yeah, corrupt who, advisor. Who like told the queen that the other twin died. And the queen's been like living with grief. Mm-hmm. I like that. And now here's a question: Do they do they redeem evil evil princess orphan, or does she like go to jail at the end? I bet. So if secret twin evil princess has been living underground, it's because she's been supported by this evil advisor who was like biding his time, waiting for him to like bring in this other princess. Kind oh, of like, and he was just going to knock her off as soon as she took yeah, over. Yeah, so he could then so, take over. So yeah. she's like corrupt enough. She's been corrupted enough that she can't rejoin the family per se, but she's not but, but jailed the way the advisor once is. Once she realizes that he was the problem, she goes like, oh, and then she maybe starts to forgive yeah, him. Yeah, like she starts and to then they're like, yeah, fit, mend ways, but it's not like she's yeah. redeemed herself entirely by the end of the movie. And then in the third one, a new Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> tempts her again, and she goes evil again. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, and that's the secret <laughs> anyway. twin of the journalist. Yes, <laughs> more Vanessa Hudgens every time. Okay, we need to wrap up. Yeah. Where can people find us on the internet? Condra? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds, or me personally at Tyler Booty T Y L E R B O U D Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail yeah, tell us what, what character voices you want us to do. Tyler can do Patrick Warburton pretty well, so if you want more Patrick yeah, Warburton. Yeah, I can do Kronk. I can, I can do our boy Kronk. I'm not going to do it now, though. I'm going to save it. I'm going to tease Ooh. it. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And I've been Tyler's secret twin, Byler. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we'll catch you next time for... Not High School Musical action, but Princess Switch action. We 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 switched it up on you. But any, no matter what, there'll be Vanessa Hudgens there. 
more than one's Vanessa Hudgens, so many Vanessa Hudgens, you can bet on it. 